Mic check. I came to bring the pain hardcore to the brain. Let's go inside my astral plane. Find out my mental based off instrumental records. Hey, so I can write monumental methods. I'm not the king, but people is decaf. I stick them for the cream. Check it. Boom. Classic method, man. Hello, America. Hello, world. Hello, you. It is your new best friend, Cashmere, California. And this is the Pod is Good podcast, a.k.a. the Notorious P.I.G. Episode 40. Pod is good. And all the time, if you know, you know. If you don't keep listening, you will learn. Today, I have a motivational moment for everyone. I have an inspirational moment for everyone. I have a show that involves one of my guys. You know, sometimes you got to get your people on especially when your people have an incredible story like my guy does. We're going to talk entrepreneurship. We're going to talk life. We're going to talk family. We're going to talk God. If you into it, stay locked in. This is going to be a good one. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, Kier is with us today. How you doing, bro? I'm doing great. How about yourself? Dude, I'm awesome. Awesome, man. So happy to see you. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, we've been trying to get this locked in. I was like, we got to get you on the show. <laughs> yes, sir. We did it. We made it. <laughs> we finally did it. Life be like that, man. How's the family yeah. doing? Everybody's good, you know, just, you know, everybody's good, no complaining, just working and, you know, continue to do what I got to do. How about you? I'm good, man. Same thing. Taking care of the three babies, you know, they getting big. You know, my oldest just turned 10 a couple weeks ago, so, you know, she's she feeling herself. Um, you know, my son, he's seven right behind her, so, you know, he... He feels like he should be pastor. You know how that go to boys. Yeah, yeah. And my, and my youngest one is four, and she running the whole show. They just don't know it. Yeah. I know how it goes. <laughs> I got some grandkids at the house, and the youngest one, they baby her, and she's running everything. Running the game. Running the game. I always felt like, like um, you know, Bernie Mac had it right. That whole right. skit, that whole him downstairs skit, classic. Classic. The, the little ones always seem to figure it out. I don't know what it is. Like they learn from the older ones and then they implement it a lot earlier. They just, they just got it. Catch on fast nowadays. Dude, this, dude, it's crazy. That's crazy. So you said you've been working. Uh, let's, let's first talk about the big, big uh, development in your world. The, the opening, the grand opening of the barbershop. Let's talk about that. Yes, sir. So uh, in March, well, I've been working on the shop since um, since December of last year. I finished it up um, March of this year. I opened it up, and um, in the beginning, I struggled about what I wanted to call it—a barber shop or and I, it just the barber shop didn't work for me. So I hmm. thought about it, and I thought about it, and I thought resource resource center. God put it on my heart, resource center. And um, basically the resource center is, you know, where, where people can come to get resources. You know, I got 
job yeah. opportunities, drug programs. I have different connections in the community that I could connect people to. I have a book reading program for the kids. I have a PlayStation for the kids. And I understand that in our community, uh, barber shops touch a lot of the community. They touch a lot of the Absolutely. community and a lot of the people, yeah. uh, you know, that comes in and out. So we have a great opportunity to touch and change some lives and to break the stereotype to help younger men to understand that everybody's not sagging, everybody don't have a gun, and and black people are successful. And you know, yeah, yeah. you know, we're we're more than just in and out of jail. I love that. I love that. So how how is that going? How are people receiving it as a resource center? It's it's going great. Um, we actually just got a nominated for micro business, and we haven't even been doing this yet. Uh, not even a year. You know, we're getting a nominated with the Black Chambers and a lot of these businesses wow. have been out here for a while. So it's a That's great awesome. opportunity, and I'm excited about it. That's incredible. That's incredible. And so tell everybody where the Resource Center is. The Resource Center is located in Sassoon, California. Okay. Right okay. Next, uh, yeah. uh, not too far from San Francisco, uh, next to Fairfield, 274D Sunset. There you go. There you go. I was like, you know, not everybody knows where Sassoon is at. So I was about to hit them with the, with the geography. Right. But you, <laughs> you right set it off. You know, I'm going to smack that. What'd you say? Next to Vallejo. Right next to Vallejo. Almost right. smack dab between uh, Frisco and Sac. Yeah. 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 That's what's up. Okay. Shout out to Northern Cali. Um, and so what made you choose Sassoon? Well, it was, you know, I looked at a different locations and I needed somewhere big enough to where I can grow. And uh, it was a good spot. And, you know, uh, you know, I, I prayed and I asked God, you know, what's for me is for me. And it's the door that he opened for me. And I looked at some other spots and they were small, but I was just paying, I was would be paying just as much as I would for this one. So I put myself in a situation to where I can grow, where I gave myself room to grow. Nice, nice. So you said you have a lot of resources. You talked about drug programs and games and jobs. So let's kind of like break down any of those. So let's start with like jobs. Like how are you, what are you doing to facilitate jobs for people at the resource center? So I'm, I'm connected with um, SBA, SBDA, um, um, work, workforce. Yeah. Um, so there's just a bunch of organizations that will pay for you to go to school, for trucking school, barbering school, uh, electrician, whatever it is you want to do, DOR, if you go to them and, and, you know, you explain your situation, they'll fund you, you know? So I, I get all the resources, whether it be from a dentist office or anybody who's mm. doing anything in the community that will help yeah. somebody rebuild their life. I'm, I get that connection and I start building relationships with them. So when people, you know, whether they be homeless or just getting out of prison or they just tired of living the life that they live in, then I can yeah. give them the resource. I give you a roadmap. You know, if you really want to get yourself together, this is what you have to do. You know, and if you follow, you know, if you take advantage of everything, then you'll be successful. Wow. That's phenomenal, bro. 
Yeah. That's phenomenal. We we need more more people, you know, doing that. More people trying to galvanize and bring together resources and bring together opportunities because that's usually the issue for the person who who their life isn't where they want it to be is that they just may not know how to get there. They may not know where to start. They may not know, you know, they kind of can understand my, you know, uh, point Z, but point, you know, A is just like no clue. Right. So that, that's incredible. Right. That, that, so, that's yeah, incredible. I'm really excited, you know, to have the opportunity to be able to do that. So, you know, it's yeah. a great feeling to give back and more. So, for example, I, I took a brother down uh, to get his uh, his business license. And to him, it was a great, it was a task. It was hard. So he said, would you go with me? I went down and I took him down there and did everything that I already done. And, you know, sometimes uh. we need somebody to walk with us. And, you know, in the real life, it's not that hard. To yeah. go down to DMV to get your license, you know, yeah. go down yeah. and get your social security card, do the things that, you know, that's going to keep you legal so you don't create more problems for yourself. And a lot of times we just don't realize how simple it is, you know. True, true. But having a guide is everything. It's, it's just like, you know, it's just like going to another country, you know what I mean? Like you can flail around and, and try to find out where's what, but it's a lot different when you have someone that's been there before someone right. that lives there they can walk you through a lot more efficiently you know what i mean you get a lot more done in a certain amount of time and overall it's just a more successful you know journey so on shopping's on yeah yeah, yeah absolutely I'm my brother's keeper <laughs> absolutely hey teamwork make a dream work <laughs> you know? so so, so any um any other success stories that you have? Uh, I know it's very early, but any other success stories you have already from people that have come to the resource center? They needed one thing or another. You were able to see them go from point A to at least point B through your well, research. Yeah, yeah, I have. I got a young another young man. Um, we do a six week course here every maybe two to three times a year. And this, we're going on our second one here. There's a young man. Uh, he was in juvenile hall. He was incarcerated because they let a couple of the kids come over to, to be a part of the program. It's called Cuts and Counseling. It's through the Solano County Library. So they That's came over and, you know, we mentored this, this young man for uh, six weeks. And just because those six weeks over doesn't mean our relationship is over. You're It's a resource center. You come back, we still continue to guide you, to give you advice, give yeah. you help, you know, whatever it is that you need. And so he just got his nursing license. So that wow. was one of the most successful stories, you know, over the last couple months. Yeah. That's 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 dope. That's dope. That's that's heartwarming to hear. I love that uh cuts in counseling. Yeah. <laughs> I like that. Yeah. Cause you know, a bar uh, as a as a barber, you know, I, you're more than just a barber. You know, people are sitting in a chair and, and open up and tell you their whole life story. They'll tell you the good and the bad. You know, and that's that's my opportunity to minister to them, to give them hope. I tell you another one. I just I prayed for this lady. She got in the chair. She told me she was fighting cancer, and you know, things just wasn't good. So I, you know, I I would I just talked to her, cheered her up. 
then I just felt on my heart, you know, pray with her. I prayed with her, and she came by yesterday, and she brought me a whole box of business cards. And wow. I thought, wow. And, it, you know, it's just planting seeds, you know, not right. that I'm looking for anything, but people yeah. appreciate, you know, when you when you love them and you genuinely show that you care for them, you know, Absolutely. they want to they want to pay it forward. And, it, you know, and, and in, in these days and times, we all we got. If we stop loving each other, then we're going to destroy each other, you know, because God yeah. said that's the greatest gift of all is love. It's love. It's love. And I'm, I'm hearing it from you. I, I noticed that you've used, you know, God, you know, pray, minister. So I'm wondering, has has your entire life been um, as spiritual as it sounds like right now? Well, I've, I've always had a relationship with God, but I always haven't listened. You know, oh. I started listening when I uh, when I was about 29 years old, I. I was on my way to prison. I was on my way for 16 years. And oh. uh, and uh, at that point, I decided, you know, it's not what I want. But it, then at one point, I felt like my life was over. But there was right. an opportunity where I, you know, I, I hold on to every little word that I hear. And I heard, I remember my mother telling me, you're just going to have to salvage. You're going to have to salvage, you know, which what, what, what you have your life. You got to make the best out of it. Mm, yeah, so, that's know, good. I end up I end up doing ten years on that sixteen, and the whole time I was gone, you know, I, I was staying focused. I was going mm. to church. I was praying. You know, I was uh I was fasting, and I was um renewing my mind. Romans twelve two talks about renewing your mind. Mm. So I had to rechange. You know, I was in such a bad condition that God had to set me there for ten years to rewire me to make me a new person, you know, to, to get all the old out of me and put this yeah. new in me. And I thought yeah. about it, I 10 years, I was, I must, I was in bad shape and not even really knowing how bad of a condition my spirit was in. You know, I was, yeah. I was wounded. And I, so I decided that, you know, I didn't, and I, I talked to myself kind of hard. Like, I, I don't want to be a bum. I don't want to be a drug addict. I don't want to be a dope fiend. I don't want to be homeless. I don't always run around asking somebody for something. So I was determined to to get out here and do something with my life. Yeah. You know, and because I have the love of Christ in my heart, it's just not all about me being successful. I want to see everybody succeed, you know. Yeah. I want to be able to give you the resources and the help that I wish somebody would have gave me. Absolutely. So I started feeling that gap. Because I understand how it is to come home with nothing. When uh, I got out, I had I had six hundred dollars, and uh, half of it went to buying clothes. Yeah. You know, I, I made a sacrifice and went to a program because I didn't want to. You know, I want to be a burden and bothering nobody. I need to figure life out because yeah. I didn't want to go back to doing the old things again. Because if yeah. you do the same thing, you get the same results. Absolutely. So I wasn't going to go down that same road and end up in jail because at this point, I'm 40 years old. Yeah. I don't have in the 20 more years to give up of my life before yeah. I said, okay, this time it's it. I can't yeah. be old and broke. 
Old and broke, I can't do both. Can't do both of them. I could be young and broke. I could be old and wealthy, but I can't do. <laughs> because I've also learned that people treat you bad when you ain't got nothing. Uh, so I mean, you know, I always they, they, have. They don't want you taking that. Yeah. 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 So you said you were in a, a bad place um, at that point in your life. Let's kind of. I'm assuming there's going to be people that watch this that, you know, they might feel like they're in that bad place or maybe they don't even recognize that they're in that place right now. So let's spend a little time talking about, as you recollect on it, what it what your life did look like then or what you feel got you to that place. So. So was there, I, I guess, like maybe starting in um, grade school or so, like, did you did, Looking back, were you violent or did you have certain surroundings? Was there influences? Like, is there anything that you can look at and say, okay, well, this might have kind of started me down that path that put me on that bus that day going to do 20 to do 16? Well, I'm going to say for me, it was just somebody not telling me. Because mm -hmm. if, I, if somebody would have, you know, because nobody that was in my family out of my aunts and uncles, at that age that I realized was, that I knew it was on drugs. So I, I yeah. you know, so I experienced that. I went down that road, you know, but had somebody told me, hey, stay away from it. Yeah. I, you know, I, I would have listened. So I, I didn't have many, many male figures in my life to talk to me. So I kind of figured life out on my own. So that's how I ended up bumping my head. You know, a lot of times, so basically just running the streets, you know, living with the life that every black man, well, a lot of black men feel like, you know, we all think, you know, selling drugs and drinking and, and getting high, the same destructive yeah. lifestyle just to wake up at 30, 40 years old to realize that's not what I want or, you know, let me, let me get myself together. But there's so many years wasted. So that's yeah. why the barbershop is so important because I can catch him at five, six years old and show him something different. And the ones uh, who's already on that path, I have an opportunity to talk to them and build a relationship with them, you know? Yeah. Yeah. For me, it was just not not really having nobody talk to me, that male figure in my life. All uh, I, saw, I saw the I saw the drug dealers jumping out the cars with the big wads of money. And that's that's what that's what I like. But I didn't understand that you can get up and go to work every day and get that same money. You right, know? right. It just it just comes in a a, a different way, you know, yeah. a much peaceful way, a better way, you know. Yeah. So we all know that there's like you know systemic um, systems and kind of walls around, especially our group of people that um, you know reduce exposure, reduce information, reduce opportunities, and promote you know, that, that darkness that you say we all have this affinity for. Um, what, what are your thoughts on that in general? Do you feel that that does play a big part? Do you feel that that's just an excuse that people make? No, I, it definitely plays a big part because honestly, mu music was a part of my, one of the tools that enticed me. Because I didn't have a male figure, I used to listen. To, I done picked up some stuff for some rap songs, 
Yeah, and they gave yeah. me some ideas, and and I actually, you know, oh, okay, that's what I'm gonna do if this happened. Okay, and wow. I, I remember the song. I remember this one song, and it, it, you know, it said, "Hit him in the head with a bat and heard his skull crack, and get to the getting the wind to the track to the shack to get the map." And so that that was my oh, way of right. if I get into a problem, I'm gonna bust his head, go get my gun, and be ready for him when they come. But wow. when you know better, you do better, you true. know. And, and and so, a lot of sacrifice has went into my changing, you know. Like I said, I sacrificed and went to a program. I sacrificed to, you know, to be obedient to God's word because I want what God has for me and not what the world has for me. Since we're gonna talk about the dark side, you know. And then you got a lot of people out here. That will they call it, put it a battery in your back and charge you, mm, you know. Yeah. You know, oh, man, here's a couple ounces, man. You know, you you man, you all right with me, man? You know what I mean? And they right. using you just like a, a man will falsely make a woman feel like he love her, but go sell your body. Mm. You know, I'm gonna fall that down. To me, the game's a lie. You know, yeah. and I found out the hard way that you know everything that we're this right, we're told is wrong. Like, oh, don't go work for the white man. You getting up going to work for the white? Come on, man. How else you gonna take care of yourself? You gonna get out here, take a penitentiary chance, go away or get murdered or or be just another person, you know, or ODing on some kind of drug or mm. you know, or just making bad choices, or you wanna get up and be a man and make a way for yourself. See, yeah. we got everything twisted and turned around. A man yeah. get up every day and go to work. So he That's could provide for his family. And another painful thing that when I was gone, my mother went through a lot and I wasn't there to help her, you yeah. know, but I, you know, fortunately I had a cousin that, you know, picked up the slack for me in a lot of areas when I was gone, you know, but not everybody got somebody like that, but it wasn't right. his responsibility. It was my responsibility to be there for my mother. You know, yeah. and people don't think, I think in our community, we only think about the here and now. Huh. We only see us getting away with the money or, or selling a bunch of drugs and having a bunch of money. We don't think that oh, somebody's going to snitch on us or somebody's going to rob us and I might have to shoot them or they're going to shoot me in the process. Or, yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. There's yeah. a lot of yeah. different scenarios that we don't think about. We only think, oh, I'm going to get this money. I'm going to buy this car and I'm going to have this rain, this gold teeth. And then we buying a bunch of stuff that don't even, that's not even going to do no good. You know, we just, so I'm, I, I talk against everything that, that the enemy stands for because I know it's a lie, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. I, you know, so yeah. And before yeah. it's over, I got to show you around the shop. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah, that'd be great. We're going to do that. We're going to do that. I'm, I'm glad you brought up music because, um, you know, that's an area that, I don't believe that we're always as honest as we should be about, you know, especially our music, because, you know, we also know the other side. We know the, well, it's better that, you know, these artists are putting out albums and, and, and you know, uh, doing music, something positive, at least the, the, the idea of it is positive, more so than robbing somebody, more so than, you know, on the streets, hustling, blah, blah, blah you know, a lot of these rappers, they come from a street life. So we look at it with those, you know, rosier colored lenses, but we still forget that. But the product 
still has to continue in the right way. Don't step out of a life to do to do a product that puts a hundred other people in the life. And and so that that's that, that's a really good point that you brought up. You know, we will, you know, a lot of times, you know, it's very mis misleading. You yeah. know, we got to give better information to the young. Yes. You know, we got yeah. we got to give better information because these are the same people in 20, 30 years that's going to be, you know, these are the people that's supposed to take care of us and look after us. And yeah. if they don't, if they don't have any love or compassion in their heart, then you already know how much looking out they're going to do. True. True. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's 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 a it's a big problem. But it, it takes people like you, um, you know, being willing to finally listen, like you said, and put yourself in a position that that can educate them. You know what I mean? And so so you went through you didn't have it's it's interesting to hear, you know, the the your life created this this uh capacity for yourself that now you look and see in other people. So like you said, you didn't have the right role models. So that created a capacity for some need to fill that gap. And obviously it got felt, filled with the wrong things, even though God might, might've been trying to talk to you during the time, but like you said, you didn't listen. But when you're looking at these younger kids now, you see, oh, you got the same capacity I had. So let me be a voice for you in the place that you're in. I mean, you're like, you're like a, 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 a more positive version of scared straight. Like we don't got to go down, <laughs> down the, the scary route. Let's go down the positive route. Let me show you what you can have, not what you don't want. Right. You know, both sides are valuable. Yeah. You know, I, I always use this scenario. You know how when they, when they're testing the cars and they put the dummy in the car and they connect all the wires to the, to the dummy and yeah. they run it into the wall. Right. So they could tell, you know, what, what, where the dummy hit his head and where the airbags need to go, how much pressure and all that. Yeah. I, I, say, I say, you know, you can learn a lot from a dummy. You know, sure. you can learn a lot from a dummy. <laughs> you, know, you learn <laughs> everything sure. with not to do. That's so, sure. you know, and I'm going to give you everything, you know, that I'm going to build you up and not tear you down. Uh, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, my community is, is hurting in a way that it just it's sad. It just breaks my heart, you know, where yeah. you see young men just don't have a they don't have a clue about what life's about. And nobody's like, hey, man, come here. Let me talk to you. Yeah. Because if you start talking to them, they're going to they're going to listen. Right. You know, I've been sitting here for, for over like 13 years out here and I got people, man. Thank you, man. You know, I'm getting graduation pictures, you know, you know, his dad ain't around. But hey, here's a picture because, you know. You know, you've been talking to them for the last 10 years. Yeah. You know, now they're yeah. kids, you know, and it, it just, it's its a great feeling to know that I i was a part of touching somebody's lives. I've had people come back and say, man, you know, if it wasn't for you that day, man, I was i was going to kill him, man. Wow. But you stopped me from doing that. Thank wow. you, man. And it's like, wow, you know? Yeah. So I, I took advantage. I've done you know, I feel bad about a lot of stuff that I've done in life, but you know, there's nothing I could do about my past, but there's right. everything that I could do about my future. You know, because yeah. you, you know, when we're young and we don't have no guidance, we own drugs, we, you know, we do a lot of things. But when we sober up and we understand what life's truly about, then we become the man that we're called to be. You mm. know, 
So, yeah. you know, we wasn't called to be broke or, or locked up in prison. So I think we, you know, one of the tools I would tell somebody, you got to start thinking about your consequences before you do things. Think about, do I want to go spend 20 years in prison or 10 years in prison or, you know, or, or you know, start thinking about where you see yourself at 10 years. And then, yeah. then you got to be willing to make the sacrifices to get there, you know? Yeah. And another tool that, that, that really helped me, man, when I was out there and I was in the street and, and, and God was just starting to tap me a little bit. And I, I was carrying a gun back in these days. And then I started, I started thinking if, 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 if I'm going somewhere and I feel like I need to take a gun, then I don't need to go. Uh. Or if I'm going somewhere and I don't feel comfortable enough to take my kids, I don't need to go. That's true. So there's a lot of different things that I started thinking about and doing differently that yeah. made my life different because God didn't create me to be locked up in a cage. Yeah, yeah. God created That's me to, you know, to, to take care of my Live family. Abundantly. Yeah. Yeah. But the good news is, you know, I've been able to, you know, that, that I, you know, my mom, when she had a breakdown, she lost her house, but I was able to get out and help her get another house. Nice. I'm cutting the grass and cutting the bushes and doing everything I should have done when I, when I was out there, you know, running around getting high. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So we I know, gotta, that, I know gotta, that feels. Like, I know that feels great. It does. It does. Man, I already know. I already know. And so you 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 bring up a good point about um, immediate gratification, which is really like just a human condition overall. You know what I mean? We all have that in some effect, whether it's you know that little snack that we choose, the little sweets, you know the <laughs> that that choice, you know, while you drive in, like we all have it. So how do you? For, for for parts of the youth that default to that human condition of immediate gratification, I got to get it now. Yeah, I, I hear what you're saying about blah, blah, blah later. But right now, you know, my stomach growling. Right now, I'm trying to shine. You know, I'm, I'm, I got to do what I got to do. How do you break into that psyche and try to show them a different, you know, way of thinking? Well, I'm a I'm a break into that by um by letting them know that for one you have to um you have to think about your consequences. You have to make sacrifices for your life. You have to do the things that are necessary in order for you to make it. And um you know one of the things that I've seen and that I experienced um going in and out when when you do that you um. When, when that happens, you have to think that you have to think about your future. You know, you got a lot of people go to jail and then they lose everything that they hustle for. You spend all this time hustling and making this money just to leave it with somebody or trust somebody with it. And then it's gone. The mm. sacrifice is not. And plus, a lot of time this person going to go to jail 15, 20 times. I'll use my cousin, for example. He's been out here doing good for the last 40, 40 years. And the things that he's accumulated, he's been able to keep. When you're huh. in and out of jail, you're losing so much. Your friends setting you up, robbing you. You, you got to throw dope because the police chasing you. 
There's so many things that come along. But if you stay that course and you'll get more, this is what I learned too. You'll get more out of living right and doing right because that equity that you build in that house is going to be in 10 years, it's going to be way more than you're going to get off of hustling. So you just have to make those sacrifices. And then you got to think about what's happening to you, to everybody around you. They, they get murdered. They going to jail. They, they getting shot and getting paralyzed. They got colostomy bags. So you have to figure out what do you want for yourself? Is that worth it to you? Or is it just slow money is the best money. You get up every day. You go to work. You ain't missing no family barbecues. I remember I used to call home. Oh, man, call home on Thanksgiving. Everybody going to be here. Call home. Hey, what y'all doing? Talk to all my cousins. And one time it broke my heart because I had been down. It was a hard blow. I had been down about seven, eight years at this time. And I had a few more years to go. And I told my kid, I got a couple more years to go and I'm out. And my cousin was like, man, that's a long time. And, you know, <laughs> I'm excited because I got a couple years left. But I right, right. It, it was a long time. Yeah, but I had yeah. set myself up to get through it mentally. Yeah. You yeah. know? So what I'm going to say to those youngsters is stay focused. Make a sacrifice. Because you can look around and see everybody going to jail. Every, you know, getting murdered. You know, uh, you know the, the, the fentanyl taking them out. You mm. know, they become drug addicts. You yeah. see them one day riding around in a drop top, and next thing you know, they're in the paper fighting 25 to life. You know, they shot somebody. Somebody tried to rob them. So you got to realize the fast way ain't necessarily the best way. But if you get out here and do things right, you're going to oversee that. Because the bank, once you get your credit right, by the time you 20, 25, well, 25, they'll start, you know, there's a thing called line of credit. Business credit, putting yeah. things in your business name so it don't show on your personal credit. Then you right. start getting a different type of money. Yeah. Then you start buying real estate. So these are the things that I like to share with people to let you know that it is hope. You don't got to flip burgers all your all all your life, but you right. do have to start somewhere. Getting up and going to work is good for the soul. It's gonna teach uh. you some values and, and give you some uh. It just make you feel good. Like when I get up yeah. in the morning, I'm tired, but I feel yeah. good because I'm going yeah. to work, I'm make some money, and I'm able to help my family out. I'm, you know what I mean? I'm not yeah. calling somebody like, hey, uh, I'm 300 short, you know, because I well, went out and popped some bottles or something, you know? You got to do things that make sense. Yeah. Man. <laughs> Man. <laughs> you, you, you said a lot. You said a lot right there. And and I do believe that most most people, when they hear more weight put on the worst case scenario, because out of everything that you said, I felt like that kind of stood out. It's like, where where does a person put the weight of how they view their choices? If you're if you're just thinking, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm doing what I'm doing, but you know, my man, you know, he got he got caught up. He he only doing like five to ten, like five to ten light. But you flip that and look at like, dude, in five to 10 years, you could be a doctor. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? In five to 10 years, you could be a lawyer. Five to 10 years, you could be, you, you could have a business that's booming at that point. I mean, you know, obviously with the right, um, 
the right guidance, you know, getting the right funding, the right uh, mentorship. But in, in that amount of time, you can get all those things. And, right. if you, and there's no downside to that. You you don't have to look over your back ever if you're, you know, a, a, a child dentist in the, in the next eight years. Like, you're good. Ain't nobody potentially going to take it away from you. Whereas this other thing that you're doing, number one, the money ain't going to last nearly as long. And you're constantly looking over your back. So where do you put the, the weight? Yeah. And there's a thing called indictments that people don't even think about. The feds will let you get 20, 30 cases before they come and get you. Talk so you you think you're getting away with something, but they stacking them cases on you. And yeah. then the feds got so many cases on you, you ain't going to win. You, you end up getting a, a deal for 30, 40 years. You know what I mean? Yeah, you end you know, up just a week or something. So they call that they call that backwards hustling. They call yeah. it backwards. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No. No. So that, that makes... Yeah, I would definitely want to show you around, man, and show you a couple things in here. You know, be, before it's all over. Definitely. Definitely. We gotta let people know where they need to come. You know what I'm saying? They get a get a get a vibe for the resource center. The resource center. The resource center is, is a lovely. You know, I actually got a chance to to walk walk around, and but I didn't get the tour from you. You know, I got the tour from the oh, Queen, right. which I know is just as good. Yes, yeah. I'm trying to figure out how to flip the camera around. Uh, it might be in the settings, um, and you it might allow you to choose which camera uh, to use. If not, you just got to turn it around. Turn it around. Let me see. <laughs> I guess I should pause that, you know, to, to turn it around. Okay. You could pause it and I could figure it out. No, no. <laughs> no. I, I, meant, I meant that sounded a little suspect telling another man to turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he disliked that so much that he actually got offline. Now, I know he's trying to figure out his camera. Um, so everybody listening, you know, we figuring things out right now. I'm going to get the guests back on. Don't worry. Don't worry. The show must go on. You are watching the Pod is Good podcast. My guy, Keir, is is uh, definitely bringing a lot of uh, a lot of wisdom to the youth and to, to men across the board. Let's get him back on. There we go. All right. Here we go right here. Okay. So this this is it right here. So this is the book reading section for the kids. Here's the little games. You know, it's the reading book. I was uh I don't know if you've seen the newspaper article I had for that where I did the interview uh with the newspaper about the book reading kids to educate the kids. And to get them to reading again, little play section for them. You know, we got a couple brothers. It's almost time to get back to work, so they coming back in. But uh, yeah, this is it. This is it. Nice. You know, feel good. It, it remind me. Yeah. And by the way, yeah. that's my cousin right there, the one I was telling you about. Okay. He was there to, to help me out, man, and was supporting me the whole time I was gone. Love it. 
Love this you. my Need boy that. right here. This Belly Mac. He's he just got his apprentice license. There you go. Congrats, congratulations, my you guy. Young man, I, I'm helping out right there. Nice, nice. King Carter cuts right there. What's going on, family? All these different things with the uh, with the kids. Spider Man on the wall. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't, um, I don't. There's no cussing or smoking outside, or you know, no, no foul or disrespectful behavior. You know, because people yeah. come here with their wives and, and grandmothers, and you know those kind of things. Yeah. So this is the back of You always got to keep a okay. clean bathroom. <laughs> got you to. Always keep a clean bathroom. There you go. Got to do it right. Especially, you know, you got ladies in there. Yeah, we got a massage therapist in the back. So nice. Okay. We just went on lunch. So, yeah, this is it. Oh, man, I love it. I love yeah. it. What's the address one more time? 274D, Sunset and Sassoon. Nice. You know, we out here rebuilding lives and trying to, you know, help brothers, you know, get back on track. You know, if you got a desire to do something with yourself, I'd be more than happy to, you know, to talk to you and give you some different opportunities, you know, yeah. uh, of things you can do to have a better life. Because yeah. we don't always have to suffer and, and spend our life in jail and in sorrow. Because once you get 20 or 30 years, you know, you can say sorry all you want. Uh. But it doesn't that doesn't go away. Yeah. You know, you have to finish that time and then you have to mentally make it through it because there's a lot that comes with being incarcerated that people don't think about. True. You think all oh, just all kicking it with your friends and your homies and all that. No, man, things happen. People die. You can't go to those funerals. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. You know, it's a lot. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's all about, you know, Thinking about things before you do it. You know, it's about thinking about things before you do it. Yeah. You know, making the right decisions and choices, you know, before you do things. Yeah. Understand you know? that every, every choice has has repercussions. and Yeah. And that's what you have to think about. You got to think about what's important to you as a person, you know, and, and don't be selfish to where you just all just thinking about yourself, you know, because. You know, another thing, when people get incarcerated, you know, you, you're not the only one that's affected by that. Yeah. You know, my mother told me she felt every one of those years I did, you know. And then she also told me, uh, and she said, you know one thing? She said, when you locked up, I'm not worried about you. Oh, you know? Yeah, it's these real conversations that people really don't, you know, that they don't, that they don't think about, you right. know. You know, that what you put your family through. Right. You know, like my cousin just told me, he was like, he used to be like, when he said, man, if you're not going to change your life, he said, get out of California because uh. three strikes is real. 25, 30 years, he said, I don't want to see that happen. If you're not going to change your life, man, get out of here. I said, man, I'm going to change my life. I don't want to be in jail nowhere, you know, because it's just, it's just a waste of life, man, because, you know, God created us in his image. So, you know, we're created to love and help each other, you know, and and there's still a lot of good left in the world. That's why it's still functioning. But yeah. the day that that doesn't happen no more, then it'll be a different story. That's but until true. then, we just got to keep, you know, helping each other and doing things to make things better. Yeah. 
You know, that's the only way, you know, to get through it. Absolutely. Well, Kier, I, I know, I know we running low on time. I know you got, you know, some some heads you got to cut. You got some some lives you got to mold. You got yeah. resources to give out, and we yeah, appreciate you being a resource on the show today, my guy. It has been a really good conversation. I got to have you back on. There's some uh, panel discussions that I want you to have with a few other previous guests. Um, because there's enough, there's actually another guy in, in your area that's doing a similar thing, not through the, um, through the idea of a, a barbershop facility, but he's also working on programs to help the youth, to help young black men, to help them with jobs. And I feel like getting more of us in the same space just makes that voice even louder. So please tell me you'll come back. I and, will. Uh, I'll be more than happy to. I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Well, this is how we sign off. I'm going to say pod is good. You say all the time. I'll say all the time. You say pod is good. You got me? Gotcha. All right, my guy. Pod is good. All the time. And all the time. Pod is good. Kia, thank you, my guy. I'll talk thank to you, you soon, brother. All right. I appreciate now. you, man. Enjoy the rest of your day. You do the same. All right. All right, everybody, that was episode 40 of the Pod is Good podcast. My guy, Keir Robertson, did I tell you it was going to be a story of motivation, inspiration, entrepreneurship? You can tell that he's been through a lot of negativity in his life, which we all have. So you may have, you may have only been through negativity for a day. Maybe it was that time you stole that thing out of that place and then you got caught and you felt so bad. Maybe that was your story. Maybe you've been in it for 10, 20, 30 years. Who knows? But the, the, the shining idea that Kira brings is that you can change it. You can change it. No matter how bad, no matter how dark, whether you were strung out on drugs, whether you in jail, no matter what it is, don't look at it like it ain't for you. Getting out of that life ain't for you. If you want it, you can have it because when Kier got to the point where he decided, I don't want this, he ain't have it no more. When he said, I wanted something different, he went and got something different. So please go check out the Resource Center in Susun, California. That's S-U-I-S-U-N, California. It's in the Bay Area, around 45 minutes outside of San Francisco, depending traffic. You know how Cali get. But with that being said, I hope you enjoyed the content. I hope you enjoyed the channel. If you do, please subscribe, follow, share, like, comment, anything, whatever you want to do. If it's just saying, yo, good show, Cash, or terrible show, Cash, whatever it is, please do it. It's free. It costs you nothing but a little bit of your time, which is our most valuable resource. But it means so much to the channel and to the growth of the Pod is Good movement. So that being said... Till the next time, I got to figure out what rap I'm going to do next time. Because y'all know we keep the classics coming. I am Cashmere California. I'll catch y'all on the next one. Peace.